Friday night hoops. Yeah, Friday Night Hoops episode number eight, seven, eight, seven, seven. Cool. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, you got myself, Matt, and Nathan on the line. Hello. Hello. Um, we were just saying that we've we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season, and the need for content is there, but also the need for relevant content because this was an episode we were going to record next time we record but actually it makes more sense to do it now because we're talking about what things are going to look like in our opinions for the start of next season is that that's right isn't it yeah um and i just uh, just to say like we're just i think well personally this is the most excited i've been for going into an nba season for quite a while because i feel like the democracy is kind of spread a bit wider than just two or three teams it feels like there's generally six or seven legitimate contenders in each division now i don't know what you think before we go into the rankings and stuff yeah agree like the like the fall of the warriors is kind mm. of led to this like flattening out of the whole like nba landscape hasn't it and actually yeah. there's probably a good there's probably a handful of teams i think that if you said like they're gonna make the playoff finals or like they could have a crack at winning this whole thing like i'd be like yeah okay like I would not be that surprised. Maybe even more than that. Like, maybe there's six. Yeah, man, I agree. I agree. And I, I think that's good, though. I think for those... Yes, yeah, right. We've been NBA fans for quite a while, but for those of you who are relatively new to us as a podcast or to the NBA, um, we are Friday Night Hoops. We're your uh, UK-based podcast take on all things basketball. Um, and for those of you who've been living under a rock for the last four, maybe five seasons, a large amount of the NBA has been dictated by two or three teams, Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors. Which uh, mostly been those the, two, the maybe, Warriors maybe, and LeBron, and yeah. then Kawhi and the Raptors came along last year and disrupted everything. Yeah, basically. And Fruka thing's completely off. Yeah. Completely off. But that, that was an anomaly, I think. I mean, obviously, yeah. we'll get to the standings and, and the fact that actually there's a lot of players that can make a huge difference but um mm. more and more now i think with the way uh, just to add as well i think one of the key things that when we probably will touch on today is timing as well um the fact that lebron james is in going into year 17 of his career which is just mad um and the fact that we've got mm, depending on where we rank players but you know four or five out of the top 10 players are all in the middle of or going into their primes, yeah. um, I think we're going to have an interesting couple of years. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it's really fascinating. Like there, there seems to be so much more player movement. Like I guess there's more player empowerment, mm. isn't there? Um, which mm. then, as a, as a result, like players aren't like right. I'm going to be a Clipper for life, or I'm going to be a Raptor for life, unless Marder Rosen kind of wanted to be a Raptor for life, but. There's a lot of there's a lot of Raptors slander in this podcast. I generally yeah. it's directed towards me. I like it. I love it actually. Um, 
but that is <laughs> in like players aren't like right. I'm going to stick it out forever. Like I like I'm going to go and team up with this other guy, mm-hmm. and like I want to be challenging. Like, and that's really it makes for a really exciting league, um, especially where this season we don't have we have lots of like teams with like a big two. Yeah, but we don't really have a team with a big three. That's which healthy. Again, is like that's really healthy for the league. Mm, I agree. I think we're, there's an element of when I well when I grew up in the '90s as a child, and my my knowledge of basketball was relatively um, sort of surface. My my memory was of Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, John Stockton, Karl Malone. Um, uh, there's other a little bit later, later like Shaq and Kobe, right? Yeah, Shaq and Kobe, and there's there's other there's other ones that we'll, we could go into and, and delve into it. But we're not a, we're not a '90s podcast. But you know, you get the point. And and similarly, even in the early 2000s, you know, I think of when I start, first started paying attention to the Raptors, it was, I mean, even though for a short period of time, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, or you've got kind of the Indiana Pacers years when you had Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal, arguably other players as well, which were really sick at the time. But it was exciting. And I think there's an element of kind of um, democracy about it, which I quite like. But that might also be the fact that we're we're British and we grew up watching football, which although it is now quite heavily dominated by big money and free, well, not free agents, but, you know, people being signed. Again, in the 90s, although Man United dominated the Premier League, you know, Newcastle won the, uh, not Newcastle, Blackburn Rovers won the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? There was a bit of... Leicester won the league a couple of years ago. Like there is a bit more like it can happen. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting for fans. Yeah. That's really exciting. Um, even just looking like as you go head down through like like through my list, it's like actually there aren't many teams who right from the outset I'm like like the just no hope. Like I'm not watching you, I'm not doing anything. It right. it will be an easier podcast if we just ran through the teams that we know that will not be in the playoffs. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, just to just to clarify before we go into this year's standings, just in case you were unaware of where things were in terms of who made the playoffs last year, um, in the East we had Milwaukee topping it off with sixty wins, that followed by Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Orlando, and Detroit all making the playoffs. Um, Relatively tight towards the bottom. There was only sort of two or three wins separating the sixth place team with the ninth and tenth place teams, which is quite exciting. Um, and in the West, we had uh, Golden State Warriors topping it off with 57 wins, followed by the Denver Nuggets, who arguably could have come first quite a lot of the season. Um, Portland Trailblazers, Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs, and the Los Angeles Clippers. But again, slightly looser in terms of the teams at the bottom but looking into this year's predictions um those sort of eight nine ten eleven positions are going to be up for a lot of really sort of well kind of movement i think over the year um yeah so how do you want to do this nath do you want to do you want to give me your you you did something a little bit different i just went straight forward pretty basic and just ranked my put my teams where I think they're going to finish one to eight in each conference at the end of next season. You've mm. done something a little bit more cerebral uh, than me, right? Yeah. So I've kind of looked at them, like all of these teams in tiers. Um, so in each conference, I've got five tiers of teams going all the way from 
like not a chance and I'm probably not going to watch very much of you to like tier one like these are the teams that are going to be like if they don't get to the playoff finals like or if they don't sorry if they don't finish in that top tier mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they're not going to feel very happy there is a bit of a distinction for me so there are teams that I think are going to be very good in the regular season um, who won't necessarily like get to the playoff finals um, and then vice versa where like so for instance right out here is the Clippers I don't think they're going to be an incredible regular season team just because I think I agree. Paul George and Kawhi they're going to miss time but it doesn't even matter whether they finish like sixth fifth fourth seed like they're going to be like you're not really betting them against them that hard no um, no yeah, yeah. to like get to the, at least conference finals so it- yeah and no, I agree. And I think there's also there's some examples as well where, um, for me, a lot of my kind of on-rule mentions are where players, uh, sorry, where teams are kind of um, d- dictated by like one or two absolutely um, sort of transcendent but also injury-prone players. So again, to give you an example, I'm thinking a bit more about. Um, like someone like some a team like Detroit, for you know, where you've got a, a really great player in um, Blake Griffin, who's kind of revamped his career, and, a, and obviously an amazing player uh, in over the past in um, Derek Rose. But there's a lot of kind of ifs and buts. If Blake goes down, for example, with any sort of injury, uh, they're not making the playoffs. Does that make sense? Yeah, and they're not even yeah. getting close. Like Drummond and the shell of D Rose cannot carry that team. Um... So, yeah. Um, I think, should we knock out just the teams that we're, like, not even getting close? Like, in each conference? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. Do, um, you to, do you want to do West first, and then I'll do my yeah, West? Yeah, let's go West, yeah. Go for it. Um, so, not even getting, like, close, like, not even in the conversation. Uh, the Grizzlies, like, I think the Grizzlies could be, like, kind of fun this year to watch. Interesting. Interesting. Go on. But, like, because they've got, like, Jar Morant, who is a really exciting rookie, um, and then cast of players around him and Jaron Jackson Jr. that are like they're quite exciting and should be quite enjoyable to watch um, unlike some of these teams in the East but I just I can't see how them getting anywhere near the rest of the teams in the West so them and then the Suns who again have got some you young think, and talented sorry, you players think that, you think, the, you think the, that the, the Grizzlies are that far away yeah, I just don't think they're wow. close. Even um, with the young talent they've got. Yeah, I think, like, genuinely, like, a couple of years' time, I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant, plus, like, some other players around them, will be really, really exciting. Mm. Um, and they will be fun to watch this year, but they're just not um, close, like, right now. The West is too stacked. If they're in the East, it might be different. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, the East is looking a little bit more, yeah, loose. Okay, fair enough. Okay, sorry. I, I'll, I'll say my opinions. Go, go, keep going, keep going. So it's just, um, so for me, it's it's the Grizzlies two. and the Suns are in that, like, not, like, not happening. Like, under okay. no circumstances are they making the playoffs. Is there any other teams you want to add into that? Is Dallas in there at all for you? Or are they still? No, the, like, um, Dallas are in a later category. Um, which I've titled Playoff Rock Fight. Um, <laughs> okay, go on. Go for it. 
Um, so it's just that. So for me, it's the Suns and the Grizzlies are not gonna make it anywhere near close. And then the, there's three other teams who I don't think are gonna make the playoffs in the West. And there are the Thunder. Um, like I think trading Russ away is just like I don't see who carries that team. Um, the Kings, who they looked really exciting last year, um, but I just going up and down their roster, I don't see that it's quite, unless we see, like, the Aaron Fox took a huge leap last year. Unless that happens again, um, or somebody like Bagley, like, really, really shows out, I just, I don't think they're good enough. And the Timberwolves are the other one, where, like, Cat is clearly a transcendent player. Um, Robert Covington is very solid next to him, but that team will ride or die by Andrew Wiggins. And I haven't seen anything over the last like three years of watching a decent amount of the Timberwolves that tells me that Andrew Wiggins is <clears throat> going to be that guy who's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are you saying? Um, so in terms of the teams that I don't, I agree with you in some sense. Um, sorry. Um, so in the West, I have the Suns obviously not making it, and I have um, the Suns. To be honest, the Suns are the only team that I legitimately can say will not make the playoffs because I think the West is so interesting now. While I don't have a lot of faith in the Timberwolves, um, stranger things have happened, man. Uh, stranger things have happened, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 um, yeah. The Suns won't make it. In my, if I'm being completely honest, some put a gun to my head. The teams that won't make it will be the Suns, probably the Grizzlies, and probably the Timberwolves. Those are the teams I can say hand and heart won't make it. Okay. However, however, honourable mention, the Pelicans, when you hear my predictions, you'll see why, are one of those teams where it could go either really, really well or it will fall apart. Mm. Do you know? Like, There's a lot of variables in that team. Um, you know, if you haven't... Really been watching the news over the summer. Uh, Zion Williamson, number one draft pick, went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Really great player. Built like a tight end. Um, and dare I say it, is a little bit injury, plo- injury prone. Mm. Um, it's a lot of force going through his body. And I think this year will be really interesting to see how he copes with a change of pace. Um, but I also think, yeah. Could and he's already going to miss the first two weeks, isn't he? Yeah, I'm like... This guy busts a shoe in, in college. He's missing the first two weeks. He basically missed most summer league. Um, and he's not played an NBA game yet. So this team has been built around him. So we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what about you? Who have you got coming? Who have you definitely got not making the playoffs in the East? This should be a little bit easier. Um, the East. And these are also under a, another heading of Tier 5. League pass avoidance. Nice. So these like are players it. that seems like I just I have no interest in watching out. Like the Cavs, like just it's just sad. Like LeBron left town, left Kevin Love there on his own, and like I don't want to watch Sexton chuck in. No. I I, yeah. I I generally couldn't name you their starting five. Who is their starting five? In all seriousness, um, Sexton. Then Osman Clarkson, Love. then Cheddy, Larry. Oh, yeah, maybe Larry Cheddy. Nance, Larry Nance, and, and then, then Kevin Love. Kevin Love, 
I guess he barely played. Have like Tristan and Thompson in there. You're not going like, to not start Kevin Love though, are you? No, but I mean, that's... it's just uh, like, like, <laughs> yeah. This I, is terrible. Maybe I'll tune in if like Kevin Love turns back into Minnesota. Kevin Love, um, but turn uh, back time like seven yeah. years. You know, uh, it's been seven years since he was in Minnesota. Also, can it be? It must be just so sad. Like, as in, like, uh, I mean, he's chilling, man. I think he's cool. Do you think? Like, but I think he's cool, man. He's he, he's making his money. That's fair enough if you're living in a city like Los Angeles or Brooklyn or like New York or like somewhere nice. Like he is living in Cleveland. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So them, the Hornets, like, don't care about Terry Rozier. He's and the rest of that team is garbage. Oh, um, again, uh, like name apart from I don't think even Jeremy Lands on their team anymore. But anyway, oh, he's gone to the um. Pacers, so they've got Bridges, who Bridges could be exciting, but outside yeah, of that, it's just in a whole contest. load of white centers. Yeah, that's like fifty-seven Plumleys. Yeah, um, um, Washington aren't Yeah, the Wizards. The Wizards are not making it either. Um, uh, but they're in the tier above for me. Like I might oh, okay. Bradley Beal, um, but the Knicks. Like the Knicks and the starting lineup entirely made up of power forwards, um, and either Dennis Smith Jr. I guess or Alfred Payton alongside them. Like I, yeah, and partly I'm delighted that the Knicks are bad, um, but they've been bad for a long time, and their season all they'll spend most of the season mm. thinking about next year's free agents who also won't go there. Um, yeah. Sad. So yeah, they they are my teams that I'm like not going anywhere near. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. 100%. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm all for just to say, I know you've done tears, but for me, the most exciting bit about this is probably uh, not even though in the, in the predictions, not even who's coming like top four, but it's that four, not even the four to eight, it's that six to eight. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm in the East, fun. if I'm a Magic fan, a Pacers fan, a Pistons fan, mm-hmm. arguably a Heat fan, and a Hawks and a Bulls fan, I'm like, yo, this is all mad. Because to be honest, and not to spoil it, but if you're a Bucks fan, a 76ers fan, a Celtics fan, a Nets fan, and definitely, well, in my opinion, a Raptors fan, you're a lock. Like, yeah. it's the other teams with, where there's been a lot of interchange around their cause. It's all up for grabs, man. I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to go, do you want to break down your tier? Um, What's the? How do we work backwards from your tears? So hang on. Then the other. That's like so a song. The, so you you had the Hawks as maybe being in that like that fight for that six, seven, eight seed. I don't think they're there this year. Okay. Um. Sh- I we... think they've got worse from last year. I just. Dis- oh. Okay. So so shall we? Shall we? Um. Shall I count down my? What what are your tiers? Why basically? don't you go through and do your? Because I've got like I've got a tier of playoff contenders in each. I've got then another tier of like strong playoff teams and then top spot fight. Um, okay. All right, cool. Cool. So, so in the East, I have um, the standings, in my opinion, working back from eight to one. Mm-hmm. I have, so this yeah. is my interchanging. This is my indecision. I've got Detroit slash Orlando at the eight. Okay. The I'm not, I couldn't land on a definitive one because I think. 
if we're being completely honest, it comes down to if Blake is going to be Blake, Detroit get in. If Drake, yeah. if, if Blake, if Drake, if Blake, they are hilarious. Both, both very funny people. But if Blake Griffin, but both done stand, both have done stand up, which is weird. Um, if you don't know, Blake Griffin is really good at stand up. When they also both on an SNL skit together. Yeah, they were actually. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they were. Um, but yeah, sorry, it comes down to me as the best player. Orlando have more depth, in my opinion, but Detroit have one ridiculously game-changing player in Blake Griffin. Uh, and if and actually, they've low-key rebuilt quite well around him this second season. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but anyway, uh, if yeah, if it all goes well, Detroit could will be in. Um, then at my seven, uh, I've got Indiana. Shouts to Nick again. Retooled relatively well, but yeah, it, again, it comes down to if Victor Oladipo comes back, then maybe things change and they go at six. But seven is reasonable for what they've got at the moment. Um, at six, I've got Miami. Um, very excited to see uh, Jimmy Butler. Tyler Harrow looks sick. Bam Adebayo is developing year on year. Derek Jones Jr. I'm not going to go through the lineup, but they've got a nice team. Um, at five, Nath, you'd be very happy to hear. Sure, Brooklyn Nets. Um, I just watching a couple of preseason games of them uh, against the Raptors and other teams, and I am really excited. Uh, yeah, retooled really well, actually. Karis uh, yeah. sick. Um, again, it's just little things like having Jarrett Allen and having DeAndre Jordan. Like people forget that DeAndre Jordan was an All Star, like a four time All Star. I believe, and he's not a slouch even now. Um, and I think he's. I think being in Brooklyn will be good for him because, like, having that bit of competition with like Jared Allen, but also I guess like mentoring. him being able to be that mentor, yeah, yeah and playing around a good team. If be honest, if he plays his cards right and KD comes back, he's look. I'm, I'm playing with two of my boys. I'm gonna get a ring, hopefully. Bang! What? Like, who cares? I got signed for a decent deal. Yeah. I'm laughing, man. I'm living in New York. It's great. Um, at the four seed, I've got Toronto. Bit of the fact of home team bias, but if we're being completely honest, they look still look pretty sharp. A lot of great players coming in. Malcolm Miller, Chris Boucher, Boucher not Boucher, sorry for last episode. Um, Norm Powell's a year older. OG Ananobi looks decent. He needs some time to get over um, the rust, but I think he'll be fine. Um, Carl's still there. Siakam's just, you know, signed a max. Big things. Um, at my three seed to my one seed, I've got Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly winning the East. Again, one and two are interchangeable. It kind of comes down to if Giannis wants to be the best player in the world again, Philly could come second. But I, Philly's depth, well, one to five is amazing. Um, I don't yeah. think I don't think a team in the in the East in the country in the in both cross both conferences have a, has a better one to five lineup in my opinion. What say you? Um, so, I here's where I'm at. I think that the Pistons and the Bulls just about miss out. And wow. Um, I think I like again the Pistons are very good with a healthy Blake. Um, but I I don't know. I just don't really trust it. Like, um another year of miles on his body on a player that hasn't been crazy healthy. Um, I just, and I don't think they have enough behind him. Oh, um, and the yeah. bulls are, the bulls are really exciting. And the bulls adding players like Thad Young um, and Thomas Sataransky 
around a team that already looked kind of exciting last year, especially post Otto Porter trade. Um, like they, they're an exciting team. Who the thing is, if they snuck in at the eight seed, like I wouldn't be that surprised ahead of like the Magic. Then I've got I've got the Magic at eight because I think they just have a little bit more than those two teams. Um, and then I've got the Heat at seven. Mm. Um, I really like I like Butler and Bam together. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And then after that, I think our, we differ a little bit. So I've got the Celtics at six. Um, wow. Like, Interesting. So they've swapped Kyrie for Kemba, and I don't think there's a huge gap there. Um, where What I do think they've lost and haven't even come close to replacing is losing Al Horford and everything he brings on both sides. And replacing him with Ennis Cantor, who Ennis Cantor is a very good offensive player, but doesn't come close. Yeah, he's a sieve. He's a sieve defensively. Um, and so I think replacing that, and also, I mean, every time like there's talk about who the best teammates are around the league, like Al Horford is always up there because he makes he just has that kind of intangible thing that like he makes players around him play better. Um, um just a quick one sorry just to just to check with you about that um how comes you don't have um not how comes like what's your thoughts on the fact that this year could be huge because you have two very athletic swing players in um brown and tatum who could who are both looking for that money basically who could just play out their skin um and a decent supporting cost so I think Tatum's very good. I think Brown is good defensively, but I don't think I I don't think that pair and like whatever state um Hayward is in like when they come back, I just don't think they're good enough. Okay. Um like again I really like Tatum, but there's elements of his game that he really needs to go and fix. Um like he fell in love way too much last year with taking these Long twos, like long twos. Yeah. It's like, mate, like I know you've been try- like working out with Kobe, but you're not good enough yet to be making those like contested shots, especially when you have other players on your team that can take those shots. Um, yeah, fair. So, yeah, okay. I so I'm just not sure how it's going to work. I've then got the um, net five. Um, I think. We're going to be like, we're going to be a really good team this year, um, but we're still waiting for KD to come back. Mm. Um, and I still, I think, I'm really excited about Karis Laverne. I'm really excited about Jarrett Allen and a handful of the other young guys on the team. Um, but I think the year after, I think 2020, 2021 will be the year where we look really, really scary. Yeah, so I'd be happy with finishing. You're, re- you're, you're, you're reloading. You're reloading. Yeah. Um, I then have just so these next two teams have very close. So I think I have the Pacers and the Raptors really close, and it all depends on when Oladipo comes back. So if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have probably had the Pacers down at like sixth, but Oladipo is now playing five on five basketball, which, given that previously the reports were he might not be back until January. He's been out for a long time, man. Yeah. Sorry, just like... And so, like, that's it. He's been out for a while, and, like, he will be rusty. But 
getting him back on the court in like say you managed to get him back on the court in like November, that's very and like then him starting to shake off that rust versus getting him back in January and having mm. to shake off that rust is very, very different. Um so I think that is quite tight. Um I think the Raptors are just about better. Um so and then um, okay. again, sixes and bucks at the top. I I think the Bucks are the better regular season team just because they go a bit deeper. Um and that really factors in. Like we've seen that with the Raptors over the last few years, the Raptors have consistently had a very good bench, which has meant that actually like yeah, when they're starting five is out there against the other starting five, like they'll match up perfectly fine. But then the bench unit was absolutely crushing um other teams' bench units. And so having I don't think the Sixers go deep enough. Um, they don't go as deep as the Bucks, so I think the Bucks will have them. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's my East. Uh, you make a very valid point, and I think, like you said, it is one thing we should say. There's so many variables this year that we don't even know. Um, it's kind of you know, if Vic comes back full strength, amazing. If um, Blake gets injured, and um, you know, Carl Lowry gets injured. This is completely different. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, obviously, it's, yeah, which is exciting, though. I think it actually gives a bit more of a um, something to watch for. And actually, years gone by, the idea of talking about like an Orlando and Atlanta game as being exciting would be unheard of. Yeah. Unless you're going back sort of like five, six years. But now it's like, rah, yeah, no, that game would be sick. Yeah. That would be a really exciting game. Do you know what I mean? That's nice. I, yeah. I think for neutrals, that's really important. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Cool. Okay, let's rattle through the West. Um, I'm going to give you my eight down to one. Again, these are my opinions and not the thoughts of Friday Night Hoops podcast. <laughs> uh, just to defend it from uh, those who might be hating on socials. So, uh, at eight, I've got the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, again, this is if everything goes well. They have so much to going well. If you look at their one to five, it's switchable, it's big, it's long, it's fast, it's yeah, man, I, I'm excited. Um, I don't yeah. think I need to say much more about that because I've precursed it before. At seven, I've got the Golden State Warriors. Um, this could be Steph Curry's third MVP season if they go higher than that. But in reality, I think seven is realistic considering the teams I've put above them and the depth of the other teams. Now, whilst Golden State have retooled well, um, it's a lot of pressure on Draymond and on D'Angelo Russell and on Steph Curry. Now, obviously, all three of those have been all-stars in the past. But sometimes it can take quite a long time to glue. And ultimately, I'm not saying they're going to not make the playoffs. I'm just saying they'll be lower down than they've been before. Judging from your silence, I think you agree. Um, well, okay. I, I, I want to pick up on the Warriors. Um, could you name anybody on the Warriors bench? Um, yes, Marquise Chris. Okay, right. Um... Do you want me to name would another Marcus person? Chris, would Marquis Chris make the final 15 on the Raptors? No. <laughs> Should Marquis Chris be on any any playoff team's final 15? In my opinion, and again, big up Marquis Chris because you're doing something that I can never do. This is just my opinion. You are a decent basketball player. I think you should be playing in Greece or something. I don't think... I could, honestly, I would... Like, Carmelo is not in the league. Marquis Chris is. Yeah. Cool. Like, that... The bench is 
Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's time horrible. Like, I think it's the worst <laughs> bench just, in the league. Uh, I'm just going to put up the Golden State Warriors roster. Let's see. Uh, oh, I don't even know. I don't even want to know, man. It's going to be bad. Um, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, Willie Colley Stein. Okay. Jordan Paul, it's Alfonso McKinney. Whoa. Damian Lee. Alfonso Von- McKinney has been cut in favour of Marquis Chris. Okay. Kevon Looney. Oh, they got Glenn Robinson the third. Amari Spellman, who is this? Amari Spellman bolted out to three hundred and fifteen pounds during last yeah, he's season. A, he's a big boy. He is a big boy. Um, yeah, he, he's built like a tight end or something. He's, no, he's built like a defensive, like a a center or something. Anyway, who are these players? I'm just looking for your roster. Alan Smalagic. Yeah, like that's a rookie. Like Juan Toscano. Like... Wow, these players. And Andrew Harrison, I recognise Andrew Harrison. NBA minutes. <laughs> uh, Alec Burks, okay, Alec Burks, I recognise. Okay, the team's trash. <laughs> the team is trash, fair enough. Okay, uh, at the sixth seed, I've got, controversially, I've got the Jazz. Um, again, they've retooled really well. Um, and I'd be really excited to see Mike Conley get in some playoff minutes again. And I think he will help to elevate Donovan Mitchell's game. But mm-hmm. realistically, I think the six seed is fair for them in the West, being as stacked as it is. Okay. Um, they can change to the five seed where I've got Portland, but equally, I don't really care. Um, these are second. These are second round playoff teams, in my opinion. A fantastic individual talent through Dame and CJ, uh, and it'd be interesting to see if Nurkic comes back. And it's also really exciting to see uh, Rudy and, and Mike Conley and, and Joe Ingle and all these players. But just my opinion, I don't think they have that little bit extra to get them over the edge, which the other four teams do have, which I've got above. So at the four seed, I've got Denver. I think they'll be really exciting. I think they're really young. It'll be exciting to see what they do um, with any potential free agents. Again, obviously, Bradley Beal has locked himself down now at Washington, but it would have been interesting to see if they could have traded something like a Jamal Murray and Bits for Brad Beal, and then you would have had Brad Beal and Jokic. That could have oh, been... Man. That would be amazing. That would make it. That would be. I'm upset. That's not happening. Denver had. <laughs> Denver had the pieces like Malik Beasley, Will Bar. You could have yeah. made. It work, do you know what I mean? And Washington wouldn't have looked stupid. But hey, we are. Where we are. Um, then I've got the. I've got LA coming in. Um, in third. Uh, I think they'll be really exciting. I think LeBron will be amazing. But again, these are, uh, playoff predictions. Not sorry. Who, uh, end of season standing, not playoff predictions. I think the the Lakers will do amazing in the playoffs. I just don't think in the in the uh, regular season. Sorry, not postseason, regular season. I don't think LeBron cares that much. He's even got even less reason to care now. He's got AD. They'll make it work. They'll be a top three seed, but he's not going to be going for that sixty win season because it frankly doesn't need to. He's too smart yeah. for that. Uh, at the second seed, I've got the Clippers. Uh, again, fantastic team. If we're talking postseason, it'd be completely different. But ultimately, I don't think it matters. Kawhi is ready for the postseason. Paul George will have to miss a minimum, I think, of 15, 20 games a season uh, with rehab, you know, rest, all the other stuff. Um, which leaves me with the Houston Rockets, uh, the one-two punch of Brody in the beard, bringing it home. Naif, yeah. what have you, who have you got? So my, like... My playoff rock fight here, um, which is like all the teams from like 10 through to six. So I've got the Mavericks at 10. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
like they're not quite like I love Luka Doncic so much. Um, what thoughts of Pazingas coming back as well? That's it. It's like Pazingas is coming off. He's been out for a long time. Um, like he's not played basketball in or NBA basketball in like a year and a half at this point. Mm. Um, so it's like it's not going to happen like overnight there. Um, I yeah, and the West is again just too stacked. Um, I don't see them making it. Um, the Pelicans, the Pelicans have come close. Um, I think I've got them at nine, but all it would take is for Zion to have an incredible rookie year and stay healthy the whole year. Like Drew Holiday is um, like a top, top tier um, guard in the NBA. And like you said, their team like one through five is really exciting. And they've also got mm. some depth behind that. Like you've got JJ Reddick coming off the um, bench. You like ask Josh and like other Sixers fans how great oh, like, JJ fan. it was having him on there. Um, especially when a lot of teams around the league struggle for shooting. Mm. Um, I've got the Warriors making the playoffs, but eight again, like we already talked about the bench. Um, I that bench terrifies me. <laughs> um, you know what? Having looked, having like, looked at him, I was like, well, okay, fair enough. Like they've only got like no, it's trash. It's trash. But, they've only got five players on their roster that aren't making like minimum contracts. Yeah, that's trash. That is, it's a team held. I mean, it's great. It's like, great fiscally. Yeah, sure. but but yeah, I think Steph will be have to be historic for them to be any better than that. Especially on a team where Draymond's like especially over the last couple of seasons has just taken a little bit longer to get going. Um we saw it last mm. year that it actually took until kind of January for him to really kick into gear and be like, right, I'm like, let's go. Like that might be different this year. Um but it kind of seems like the team is punting a little bit on this year because Clay's not going to be around all season and maybe they're like, okay, next year you could trade D-Lo for some other stuff um, and, yeah, go again. So, yeah, I've got them just about making it. I've got the Spurs in ahead of them. Um, just because Pop always seems to get it done. And they've got... They were, honestly, they were very close. Yeah. Very, very close. Like, there's going to be some um, unhappy people in your family, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I was close to... <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just, I refuse to bet against Pop. Um, and with DeJounte Murray coming back, um, like he, there were loads of people that were really excited about him going into last year and obviously had that like injury right at the beginning of the season, um, and which really tragic. But if he, I mean, if he can come back and um, be a really good contributor, like he was an all NBA player, all NBA defensive player, um, like the year before. Yeah. Uh, and so... Life comes yeah. to you fast sometimes, man. Yeah. So I'm just not willing to bet against Pop. So That's they it. get a seven, and then I've got the Trailblaze at six. Um, I think... I'm with that one. Yeah, I, I do... I worry about Sam Whiteside in that locker room. Um, just because <laughs> historically he's caused some issues, and there weren't many Heat fans who were sad to see him go. Um, but at some point, he's going to... Like, Nurkic will be back healthy, and... Um, He'll be fine coming off the bench. Yeah. That's it. Um, and I think they did really well. They traded um, away Evan Turner and got back Kent Bazemore, which I think gives them some good depth at guards. Like, just gives a bit more solid play, like, either backing up the two or the three. Mm. So that's my, that's 
playoff rock fight tier. Um, then my next three teams are all they'll all comfortably be in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, so I mean, I've got the Clippers at fifth just because um, Paul George is going to miss a ch- big chunk of time at the beginning of the season, um, and I don't see Kawhi playing like out of his skin to try and get that like that good playoff seeding. They might, I guess if it comes down to it, like maybe I can see them pushing a bit harder to try and get at least home court advantage in the first round. Mm. I'll get that fourth seed maybe, but I don't know how much that matters. Um, then got the Lakers at four for similar reasons to the Clippers. Like, like you said, LeBron is not like pushing it that hard in the regular season at this stage. Like why? Like, he should be saving himself for the postseason, which is where it really matters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the, so the team that I've got a bit different from you. So, um, Jazz, I've got them at third. Um, wow, they were good last year, and Bums. they've added Mike Conley. Like they've upgraded from Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley, which takes the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands a bit more, and kind of lets him shoot. Mm. Um, and it also like I think Conley is somebody for Mitchell to learn from. It's brilliant. Um, that's a big jump, you know. But okay, yeah. Um, so that's that, and then my top two. So after that is I've got the Nuggets, just because I think in the regular season they they will be going for it, whereas some of those other teams won't be. Um, and they've got the quality to um win plenty of games. And then top spot. Rockets, I we agree on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love the Rockets this year. I am all about like Westbrook and Harden together. Um, yeah, I, I it'll be really fun. Like it'll either go so so well, or it'll just be like an absolute dumpster fire. Like apparently like Westbrook and Harden get on really really well from their time in OKC together and I think they like go back further than that um, mm. so they wanted to play again together for a while um, and so it could really really work but like if it doesn't work <laughs> it could be real ugly um, so yeah that's that's me I you know what there's some of the things I agree with some of the things I disagree with I think ultimately when it comes down to it it's going to be an interesting season, but we yeah. both have very similar teams finishing top, yeah. if not identical. But it's so and, much harder. Like, I don't know if you. It's so much harder picking out teams this year versus last year. But I like that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. That's exciting. Yeah, that's what we want. Don't want a predictable league. No, 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 no. no I agree. I agree, and I think that's that's what players want um, as well. I think it's mm-hmm. a bit more exciting. You know, if you know. Uh, Aaron Gordon, for example, a really good player, probably a fringe all-star this year in the East, maybe. And he's thinking, maybe not, but he's thinking, well, you know what, I make a difference now. It's cool to get paid, but I'm playing in a league that I love and I could be going into the second round of the playoffs comfortably yeah. this year. Be um, relevant. And be relevant, that's the main thing. Um, so if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, if you think we're chatting absolute rubbish, please let us know on the socials. Uh, you can tweet us at Friday Hoops LDN on Twitter, uh, obviously, because it's a tweet. You can DM us on Insta or message us on Insta uh, at Friday Night Hoops, I believe. Uh, alternatively, you can email us, Friday Night Hoops at gmail 
fridaynightspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I've probably got those all wrong, but we'll, uh, if you see it, you see it. Um, and no, also, if-, if you could give us a review on iTunes, that mm. would be amazing because it'll help more people find out about our podcast. Um, yeah. If you give us a review on iTunes, we will give you a shout out and yeah, read out whatever you message us um, as long as it's clean. All right. Cool. Until next time, keep it locked. Keep it front of the hoops. Dave.